episode of we did that shit podcast where we talk about who did some shit how we got through some shit and what we learned from shit i'm maya and i'm the b podcast family we appreciate you and we hope your week was the shit if this is your first time tuning in welcome if you enjoy our company please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform We're on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, and Anchor. You can also follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at We Did That Shit. Hey. Hey, Maya. Did I say I'm Maya? You did say you're Maya. Oh, I don't remember that. I'll take this part out. That's the only part I'm going to take out because I don't remember. No, don't take it out. Leave it in. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm really sitting here skitting. This is real life. I'm really sitting here skitting. I'm like, just waiting for my turn. Like, (laughs) (laughs) what's going on, girl? What's going on? (laughs) Yeah, I was. Oh, my goodness. I'm tripping. I'm tripping today. Oh, my goodness. That is funny. So how was your week? My week was good. I had a good week. I have continued on the exercise binge. Woo woo. I, I said no excuses. If I go to work, I go to work out, except on Friday when you was like, come on, we're gonna do this early. And then I went home after work and we didn't do it. But that's neither here nor there. I will not hold a grudge. Um <laughs> uh, <laughs> First off, you said, I'm going to call you back. And then you never called back. So my first thing was, I can go straight home and we can do it at five. And you said, okay, I'm going to call you back in a couple minutes. So I thought the okay meant, go ahead. I'm going to call you so we can set it up and be ready. Okay. Yeah. And then you called. You was like, all right, home. I'm out for the night. Is that right? Okay. Well, my bad. But I'm already home, so that's cool. I had a great week at work. I had a great weekend. I mean, doing it up. Mm. But no dates. But you was out having was a good out. time, living life. And if you continue to go out and have a good time, you'll never know what you might run across. Right. And with the working out, you know, I am looking to lose some weight. A little bit, but I know it takes more than just the exercise or whatever. So I'm not like really harping on, even though I feel like after I get off the treadmill, I should be five pounds lighter. But I'm really looking on um, increasing my um, longevity. So when the weather breaks, I can start running the bridge again and mm-hmm. I'm getting better with that. And I'm tracking my blood pressure every week, my heart rate every week and my weight. So I really did lose two solid pounds. Oh, nice. And oh, what? You couldn't tell me nothing. People were staring at me. I was like, what you looking for? Them two pounds, they going. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are hilarious. I'm glad somebody is losing something because I've been exercising for months now. And mm-mm. yeah, I would be very discouraged. If that well, happened. I must be building a lot of muscle. And that's what I'm just keep telling myself. That's what I'm going with. I'm I'm building muscle. I'm, you know. I ain't going to focus on it. Well, how was your week? How was your muscle building week? My week was pretty good. I'm try- um, I didn't really do much. I uh, was in New Jersey for a little part of the week, um, you know, the beginning of the week, and came home and then um, just did my regular work, workout, and chill. Had a good weekend. I, I relaxed, you know. Yeah. I mean, I went out. I went out. And I went to Literally. go see Tyler. Perry. <laughs> I went to go see Tyler Perry's new movie. This is the last Medea. Okay. Um, I know that by far had to be the dumbest damn Tyler Perry movie that they ever made. The dumbest one. It oh. was dumb as hell. Usually Tyler Perry's movies be, you know, they got like a little message in them. Uh-huh. And, you know, uh. Uh-uh. It was just just dumb on top of dumb. But the whole time I was cracking up. And that's because you love it. 
<laughs> it was so stupid. It was funny. So did that, and and that was it. My week was pretty good. I mean, no complaints. The you know right now. I'm trying to stay, I'm really trying to stay positive right. in my thought process. I really am. So what's your mantra going on? I'm glad that's working out. Yeah, I've been doing good too. <laughs> so who did some shit this week? The first thing, you know, was breaking news that the Ethiopian airline went down shortly after takeoff, killing all 157 souls that were on board. It was 149 passengers and was it that or eight crew, eight crew and 149 passengers. I don't have the story right in front of me, but the flight was from the capital city of Ethiopia to Nairobi, which is the capital city of Kenya. And there were only like 33, there were like 33 Kenyans and 17 Ethiopians on board. And most of the other people were foreigners to those two countries. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of intercontinental travel. Mm-hmm. There's no word yet if any Americans were on that plane. And um, the interesting thing, the most interesting thing to me about the article was that the actual plane was a was a new plane to their fleet. It had just been delivered. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a Boeing 737 MAX, 737M, and that same plane, which was also a new plane that had just been delivered to Indonesia's airline, that plane crashed shortly after takeoff in January. The killing, same plane. Yes. Not the same plane, but the same type of plane. Pla- right. Killing all 109 souls on board. Wow. So, um... That's certainly something that Boeing needs to look at. And I guess the airline should keep their planes in the top shape that they can until Boeing gets that together, because that certainly sounds like an engineering issue and certainly not like pilot failure or something like that. But it's just a really sad situation. And then also, you know how people react to um, aviation Things. It's just because like they're mass casualties and stuff, but mm-hmm. they still say that air travel is the safest travel. You know, my condolences to the families. You know, people are running to the airports, praying that their loved one missed the plane or, you know, anything happened that they because they know that they were scheduled to be on that flight. Yeah, that's a sad situation. I mean, as we said, condolences to all affected by um, this life tragedy. But I just find that very interesting that if a plane crashed, the same type of plane, the 737M, um, crashed in January, what was it that Boeing did to go back to the table to make some adjustments for now you to send the same type of plane or deliver the same type of plane and then that plane crashed too? I mean, it's, well, it, it would be plane- very interesting to find out if any... Um, type of mechanical issues were resolved and or changed if 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 it's the same because it's the same type of accident you know right but with one plane they're going to look into it but not going to be the same as now we have two that mm-hmm. have done the exact same thing so now that should you know a light bulb should go off every aviation accident is investigated fully by the makers of the plane, by the aviation bureau, like everyone. But if something happens one time, you're thinking like, oh my goodness, that could be a freak accident. Mm -hmm. But when something happens more than once, you know, in aviation is probably two or three times. Like this is a major problem. We need to pull this stuff back and check into it. Unlike cars, for us to get a recall on a car for an issue, it, yeah. ha- it takes like hundreds of accidents. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But they still will recall eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, so now that this is not the first time, you know, hopefully Boeing will delve deeper into the situation. I hope so, because this is a scary, it's a scary situation. I think about my own travel and when we travel a lot of times overseas, we do a lot of inter, um, intra flights and going to the next cities um, of those countries. And so, yes, it's a very sad and scary thing. Mm -hmm. But as, as you said, flying is still safer than driving in a car. So, you know, don't let that deter you. So who else did some shit? I just have to mention this. Jesse Smollett got indicted on 16 felonies. 
which is like utterly ridiculous. But this is the real killer to me. And this is what people, I don't, I, people need to, to really, 16 felonies for Jesse Smollett. And Manafort got sentenced to 47 months in prison. Mm-hmm. Tax fraud, um, all, <laughs> you know, stole millions of dollars. And he got sentenced to, was a top ranking official in the United States government, you know, and he got 47 months, which is three years and 11 months. That's what he got sentenced to. And but- they're trying to put Jesse Smollett in jail, period, period, not not for a certain amount of time. No, they're trying to put him in jail, period. It, it, this, it, the criminal justice system is a joke. But well, go ahead. And, exactly. And, and that is my point. So even before the judge imposed the sentencing on Manafort, he said straight off to the prosecutors, this time you're looking at is ridiculous. Because I think the... Um, the maximum penalties were 13 to 20 years. 19 to 20 years. 19 to 24 years is what they what they recommended. Okay. Or 20, I, 24 or 28 years is what they recommended. What the well, prosecutor recommended. The prosec right. The, the the maximum was more than that, but the prosecutor was at the 1920 area. And before the judge even deliberated, he said, I'ma tell you right now, I think this is too much. This man has never done any other thing in his life other than this. All of this. Mm-hmm. As a sworn <laughs> officer of the court, um, of the of the United States right. government, He's all of this. Mm-hmm. Else. And so he told them before he even came out that it wasn't going to be anything near what, what he, they thought. Exactly. And then Jesse Smollett, who's never done anything in his life, and all he did was make a false claim. And I'm not saying that it should go unpunished or that, that he shouldn't have accountability for it because he should. But jail is not but the accountability. J- and 16 have. felonies. And yeah. now you want to make a man a felon. Right. Well, they want to make a black man a felon any all the time they get. Every and this is a and this is people. a public service announcement. It doesn't matter who you think you are, you are still a black man in this society. And prisons were created for you. It's a it's the next step of slavery. And so it doesn't matter if you're Jesse Smollett or if you're freaking R. Kelly or if you're freaking whoever, you still are a black man. And so they want to throw you in jail. And this also is just the Chicago PD covering their own damn tracks. Because even with them, they have an internal um, investigation going on of some things that they did wrong and handling the Jesse Smollett case from the door, you know, same police department who continue to shoot black men down in the street and then get away with it. But we were so quick to just jump to their defense. And I agree with you. He should pay for what he did, but pay restitution, you know, or something like that. You don't send this man to prison because that's like saying, I called 911 today and I just was like, hey, something is going on at my house. And then 911 had to come out here. Or I opened up my door and I got an alarm system and the alarm system went off and then the cops had to come. And now you throwing me in damn jail uh, or charging me with a felony because the cops had to come out to my house or because I felt like playing a 911 joke. I'm not saying that what he did was right and I'm not saying it's a joke, but it is a joke to be charged with 16 felonies. This is a misdemeanor at best. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's ridiculous. And again, Jesse Smollett messed his own damn self up. So, you know, you will mess him up further right. and, and throw him in prison. But they can't wait to do that anyway. Exactly. And black men, make a note of that. Their whole yeah. goal is to make you a felon or to have you in prison. And people, or dead. Yeah, or dead. And people can't fathom the fact that Manifer only got three years and 11 months. And I'm thinking to myself, Manifer is a middle-aged white man. The judge that was sentencing him is a middle-aged white man. What do middle-aged white men have in common? White, man, middle-aged. I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on. And so, of course, the judge that can relate to a middle-aged white man is like, nah, I don't think that you should be doing this. You know, recently we had somebody, uh, a, a young boy who raped 
a girl and the judge said, oh, I don't think his life should be punished. You know, right. I don't think he should spend his life in prison. A young white boy. Yeah, right. right. I don't think his right. life should be uh, sacrificed. I think said he had no so judge much for a black more, man. Right. I say he, he has so much more life to live. And he raped a he, woman. And he did. And raped a white woman at that. And did it. Yes. And did it. Was found guilty. Mm -hmm. But you know, that's the society that we live in. But racism doesn't exist. Yeah, well. Mm -hmm. And that's what they call justice. Look, it's getting so much better. And, and speaking of black men going to jail, since we're on the subject, did you watch... Girl. We, you know, this is getting ready to be a labor point, but did you watch the R. Kelly interview with Gail King? Or at least the clips that they had out on the internet of the interview with Gail King with R. Kelly? I, I made a conscious decision not to watch the interview. Okay. But when he acted ass, you know, it's like you couldn't avoid the clips. And then, so the clips got to be so many that I was like, well, let me go back and watch right. the whole <laughs> interview so I can get the whole thing for myself, you know, just making me do things I don't want to do in my mm -hmm. life. You know what I mean? Let me just, can I just say something about Gail real fast? Gail was like that woman whose man has done so much shit Mm -hmm. Like, no matter what he says or does, she like, this is over. Right. You know I mean? this, this is over. I don't care what, like, everything, the whole, whole interview, Gail's face was like, this ninja. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, Gail held that thing together. That's all I'm going to Gail, Gail held, held it together. together. Gail is a black mother, you can tell. Exactly. You know, Gail is like, when you come in, when you outside with your friends, you have the whole elaborate story. I'm going to say this, and you're going to say this. We got to just basically say, like, you broke your leg. That's how bad it was. Mm -hmm. And you come in, you tell your mom the whole story, and she, like, looking at you with mm -hmm. the face, like, go to bed. You know, it don't matter what happens, you're in trouble. That's how Gail looked at him. When R. Kelly got up, let me say this first. It was the funniest damn interview that I had ever seen. It was mm -hmm. fun. R. Kelly was just on his dramatic, you know, to the hundredth mm -hmm. power. And it was funny to watch. It's not funny what he did or what he's being accused of, but his antics was freaking funny. And Gail's being calm was funny too. Mm -hmm. And this is why I found this so funny. When, when R. Kelly got up and he was screaming and hollering and he was like, I gave you 30 years of my life and this is how you do me think. Why would I hogtie women? When he was just giving up all his tapes because he was mm -hmm. just sounding more and more guilty, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, you talking about the stuff mm -hmm. I did in my past? No, I beat my case. Well, just because you beat the case don't mean you and ain't do it. And he kept saying, I beat the case. Right. And everybody who knows beat the case means you were guilty and you got off. Right, you beat the case. <laughs> right, I beat my case, you you know what I'm saying? He, because he, he never said like I wasn't guilty. I was. He innocent. said I beat the case. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know what you're talking about. I beat the case. That's that was his whole thing. And when Gail was just sitting there and she was all calm, I really applauded her because a it wasn't no reason to get you know all up in arms. But it's funny that black women have to be so calm in what we do. You know, Gail King had to sit there. And, and she handled herself well. And it just who, it was who she is. You know, it showed her professionalism. But she didn't get scared. She didn't back down. You know, anything. No one is applauding her to me in the way that they need to be. Because if that was a white woman, she right. would have flipped that whole thing around. She would have been the scared white woman. She would have been the victim. You know, R. Kelly would have been back in jail. He mm -hmm. would have been back in jail for something else other than damn child support. He would have been back in jail for assaulting a white woman, you know, mm -hmm. because he was all up in arms. And Gail King, on the other hand, it's like, oh, she handled it the way she was supposed to, the way a journalist was supposed to, you know. no. She handled it because of who she was, but that had nothing to do with her getting, to me, getting praised for the way that she handled it. Yeah, she's a professional, but it's like, it goes to show you that just because people are excited doesn't mean that they're scary. And just because people are passionate about what they're talking about doesn't mean that they're going to attack you. It doesn't mean that they're a certain kind of person. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. 
like they would make it out to be. And, and so they didn't crucify R. Kelly for that. It's more like a joke because he did it to a black woman. But if he did it to a white woman and he was flailing, flailing his arms and getting up out of his seat and all of that, then it would have been like, oh my God, R. Kelly is the damn devil. More so than the devil than he already is for what he did to young girls. You know what I'm saying? And beating his case. So I just found that very interesting. And it was funny to watch the internet's reaction from the um, the interview because of that. Yeah, that, that the internet's reaction, they the internet, they just have the internet is undefeated. A lot of no people shade. on the internet, they was making videos, they was making parodies, they In was two doing, seconds. They yeah. just be doing it up. Like they was just waiting for it to come out so they could just put the background music to it and everything. And that goes to show you, because I feel like just like prison, that's how I feel about the internet. It's geniuses on the internet. Mm-hmm. It's geniuses in prison, mm-hmm. you know. It's just geniuses, and 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 they're not getting the recognition that they should be getting for all of those things that they're able to do. So, man, I, R. Kelly, you know, let's see if you beat this case. That's all we got to say about that one. Exactly, and I think that the powers that be is already setting it up that he ain't gonna beat no more cases. Oh he- yeah, that documentary sealed his little fate, and it's crazy that we had to have a damn documentary on Lifetime to seal his fate. But that's just the 2019 era that we're living in. You know what I'm saying? Because in 1996 or 1997, when he was raping young girls, it was just like ah, everybody had the tape, and they was just regular, and they just moved on. You know. But again, we don't want to labor the point of R. Kelly. R. Kelly is guilty, point blank. Period. It's just. We're going to just see how long it takes him to go to jail. Bill in jail. R. Kelly's going. Mm-hmm. And if you think he ain't, Bill Cosby gave you the damn Bill Cosby show. He mm-hmm. gave you the Cosby show. R. Kelly, you gave us some bops, but he gave you the Cosby show, which right. was the ultimate black family, the ultimate depiction of black families. And right. he in jail. So you know your ass is going to jail. And that's just that. Now, the last who did some shit that I wanted to talk about, and I have to talk about this, and I know that. <laughs> keep saying like you do you keep it is no this whole story happened this was a national story and i feel like i'm up on stuff this was a national story and i don't know anything about it so now that i know something about it i'm all in and the story that i'm talking about is the baltimore um father and daughter that killed the wife in that panhandling case you know the story, right? I, of course, I know the story because when when I first heard it, when they were first interviewed on the news before anything happened, I said, that makes absolutely, positively no sense at all. He killed that woman and, and moved on. Well, tell, and then when well, it tell came back... About the story. Wait, tell people a little brief synopsis about the story because I am one of the people who didn't know what was going on, so other people might not know what's going on. And either. I can't believe we didn't talk about it when it happened because... Well, we talk about stuff, and but anyway, where was I at? I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> so, um, it was a man and his daughter on the news. It was breaking news: woman is killed by a, um, you know, Baltimore news was saying like, you know, be careful the next time you want to help. What are they called? The beggars, what are they called? It's a word for panhandlers. But um, you know, be careful the next time you want to help a panhandler, uh, because one woman paid with her life, or something like that. They were saying they showed these two people and they would say, and you know how the words come up, and they were saying like it was the husband and the daughter. And the daughter was when I tell you, she was trying so hard to cry. Mm. She was just trying hard, hard, hard to cry. It just wasn't quite. Uh, remember when Central the Entertainer would talk about Luther's S curl, like, oh, yes, it just won't curl over. <laughs> right. Right. So she just could not get it. She couldn't do it. But what the man said during a news interview out his mouth that I saw, he said he went to pick his wife up from work. Mm-hmm. They were at a light. She waved the man. The man had his little sign on the corner and she waved him over. The Mm. light turned green. He was walking over and she would say, wait a minute, I'm going to give him something. She went in her bag to give him something. 
the man reached in to get the money and just start stabbing her. And that's the story that the husband told. And he was like shaking his head and trying to cry. And I was just looking at him. And they let him get on the news with that story. And this is the reason why I'm so mad that I didn't know about this story. Because they let the man get on the news and tell the story. And the story sounds crazy, even with you telling it back to me. I said, I said, that makes no sense at all. Because what was he doing when the man was stabbing his wife? And why wasn't he stabbed? And why didn't he have any defense wounds from hopping over the steering wheel to try to save his wife? What was you sitting there in shock that this man was stabbing your wife a hundred times? Podcast family, please bear with Maya. She's just getting caught up on this story. and She's very, very passionate about it. Thank you. Yes, because look, here's the thing. I just don't understand. It, 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 you know, we talk about manly behavior a lot. And I'm not saying that you got to die for me. That's not what I'm saying. But if a man is stabbing me in the window, get stabbed too. You know, at least in your hand while you're trying to block the man from stabbing me. So it just makes no sense that you were sitting there in the car with the wife stabbed. And then when they found the wife, did they find the wife in the car? Like when the police came and it was a crime scene, they found her in the car. So it, the daughter and the son stabbed the man in, uh, stabbed the woman in. Right, the like he pulled over or something, and that's when he called the police. Yeah, so the he, daughter was in the car too. I don't think the daughter was in the car. So then, where was the daughter at? Now, not okay. Now, the daughter's there for support in. of him. I know the daughter came up there for support of him, but I don't think the daughter was in the car. But what I'm saying is, when the story first broke. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were just like, did you hear that? Yeah, I heard that. They make no sense. I know, child, they'll be arrested soon enough. And then they were just kind of like waiting. Mm-hmm. And then you didn't hear anything. And then you mm-hmm. and then it was like, oh, they're arrested. And everybody was like, yeah, well, I knew that because that made no sense at all. So first of all, I didn't even like that to me. I'm not going to say it wasn't newsworthy, but that was really dumb to put on the news because just like your natural reaction was everybody else's natural reaction. Mm-hmm. Well, what was the husband doing? What this is doing? And, but, and you know me, I'm different because the first thing I'm thinking about are the panhandlers. Mm-hmm. You know, I do a lot of work with the homeless, you know, mm-hmm. the homeless, the addicted, you know, all that kind of stuff. And they are not out there to hurt nobody. They trying to get their little cash up to get their next hit. They are very focused. Mm-hmm. They don't want to draw no extra attention to themselves. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? They don't want to be out there no longer than they have to. They know the peak time, hours, and days. They, you know what I mean? This is mm-hmm. like a business to them. Right. They're not trying to be like, oh, you know what I mean? Let me draw attention. And now all the panhandlers of the world got to be off the corner. Yeah. They're not going they to do it. That's the first thing I thought. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I'm like, this is crazy. But what's crazy is that people will actually, you know, I don't know. Maybe they don't watch First 48. But th- he, he really literally had to think of this in his brain to try to. And this was what he came up with. Right. And it wasn't a good story. And, and, and so after he got caught, him and his daughter got caught, it can't, now all of this stuff is coming out about the, the, the man, you know, right. coming out that, um, who he was prior to here, he robbed the bank, the same bank two or three times in a row. You know, he, um, was in prison before the daughter had problems. It was all, and now there's all kinds of stuff coming out. They're saying her brother is saying that she was a totally different person before she met this man, you know, very conservative, didn't spend a lot of money, even though she made money. And, um, he, you know, she started buying homes and uh, buying better cars and, and, and it probably was all to appease this man. And then apparently they were separating and then this happened. And then it just goes to like this, you are that bitter of a man that your woman is leaving you that you would rather kill her. You know, you thought that you was going to kill her and then get away with what insurance money, keeping the house. And and then you had your daughter all involved in it. Right. She was right with you. And that's what I'm Talk saying. That. That's what I'm saying. I mean, when you think, when you like, you know, first degree murder is when you have a plan Mm-hmm. You plan it out, you plot, you plan, you do it. That's first degree murder. And all I'm saying is you got first degree murder, but this was your plan. Right. Like you ain't never seen first 48. Ugh. No, because people want to do murders, but they don't, uh, they don't 
think about all that comes with doing murders. You know, the world's dumbest criminal is a show for a reason. People really are dumb. But I just wanted to focus on the bitterness of this man. And it just, you know, these murder suicides, these murdering people, like, oh, if I can't have you, no one can. You're not going to take away my lifestyle. And it's right. just sad that uh, women have to go through that kind of stuff. And know? I mean, I know this probably is another double standard because they call women bitter all the time. But when a man is bitter, that is not a good look. No, oh, my goodness. You're right. When a man is bitter, it is ugly. It's an ugly thing. And now that we have social media, we can really see oh it gosh. a lot. That oh men gosh. are really, truly bitter. So let me tell you what happened. Story time. <laughs> Earlier this week, I'm on Twitter like I regularly am, you know, just scrolling through my timeline, blah, blah, blah. It was a video on the timeline of a girl trying to push a car over. Right. Apparently her car had flipped to its side and she was trying to push the car over, you know, mm -hmm. and it was all of these men in the video in the background just looking at her just like, I can't believe she's trying to push this car over. And then it was a guy filming it because he was like, go ahead, shorty, you could do it. Go ahead, push it over, blah, blah, blah. Now, here's the thing. I don't care what the background of the, of the story was because it is mm -hmm. a background of the video. The background of the video was the girl apparently hit somebody and when she hit somebody, her car flipped over to the side, blocking the person that she uh, hit. And as not to take ownership of that she had hit someone, she wanted to push her car over, get in it and roll. You know, that's the mm -hmm. backdrop of the video. I don't care. Cause mm -hmm. all I see in the video is this girl pushing this, trying to push this car over and these men standing there looking at her right now, how wrong she was, it don't matter. On the, so the person posted the video, I commented and said, it's amazing to me that men, no, that I said that people in parentheses, I put men are standing around watching her try to push this car over and, and you know, hyping her up to push the car over instead of her helping. Mm-hmm. One of my followers on Twitter, who is a bitter man since bitter man since we're talking about bitter men, right? Mm -hmm. Bitter as hell. Now I see him bitter, and I see him post, you know, on other people's timelines. He always going at it with women. I see it all the time, but I'm just like, damn, he bitter as hell. He crazy. Whatever. Well, I guess that day, lo and behold, it was my turn, you know. So he responded back to to my tweet and was like. Oh, well, what was the man supposed to do? Y'all are weirdly hypocritical. Y'all uh, got a double standard. You ain't even see what happened. She hit somebody's car. He started telling me the whole background of the joint, right? So I'm like, I tweeted him back. I'm thinking it's a joke. You mm -hmm. know, first, my response was jokey. So I was like, one, I don't care about the backdrop. I see men not helping. That's what it is. Be a man. Mm -hmm. Two, I don't hate men. Cause he said, I hated men. I said, I don't hate men. I actually love them. You know, right. three, I'm glad that you are impressed by my response. And I put a smiley face, right? The next response that I get is you ready for this? Next response I get from him is, and I don't like this, use this word, but I got to use this word for the story. He like, Nigga, what you thought she was going to do? Nigga, I can't believe y'all. Nigga, y'all got y'all this, that, and the third. I, so I'm reading the tweet. He was talking like, to you? Yeah, this is what he we this is what he tweeted me. Nigga this, nigga that. I can't believe you wanted like you to do this. Hello? So I'm reading the tweet. I took a deep breath before I responded. I said, I don't tweet people back and forth on the internet. Because now this feel like beef. And I don't do beef back and forth on the internet. I grew up in a time where it was no internet. So if I'm going to beef with somebody, I'm going to beef with you in person. This, That's what this is. And I don't beef with men on the internet. But I got men, if you want to beef, right. off the internet. Like, right. I can get a man to see you with no problem. That ain't even no problem. If that's what type stuff we on. I'm old. You know what I'm right. saying? I'm, I'm, this is new. This is new. You know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm old. Like, 
what, what are we doing in person? This is Twitter. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You coming at me with nigga this and nigga that. This is a lot. Yeah. And so after that, I blocked him. And because it was like, again, I don't go back and forth with bitter men on the internet. But I just couldn't believe it because, and I could believe it because I'm on social media. I see it all the time. But you know, when it's your turn, you like, what the hell? What, what are we doing? You know? And so that took me to, oh, wait, did you have a response to that? Because I, first of all, you got nothing. Yes. Right. You have nothing because that's how I felt. I was like, oh, I thought this was a jokey joke, you know, blah, blah. Now you all mad because you bitter. And that took me on to a reading rabbit hole of bitterness. And I just wanted to look up the definition of bitter um, because I feel like when men do certain things, it amazes me so much that I got to read up on it. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to do the research on it. And we continue to see it. But anyway, that just took me to habits of bitter men. And that's why I want to talk to you today about habits of bitter men. Mm. I, yeah, because me and your friend are both friends with somebody on Facebook who is bitter. Yeah. Now, I know the guy and I went to high school with him and I, I know him from high school. Like we were both in the band. So, you know, when you're in the band. Um, I was a cheerleader too, and we are all right, you know, but mm-hmm. the band is close. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And um, so I remember having like game nights over his house, and um, you know what I mean? Like he was cool <laughs> as hell in high school, and I just sometimes I just be looking at his post like, what happened? What happened to him, right? And then um, another friend of mine, he he told me he was like. You know that guy? I was like, yeah, that's my boy. You know, we were in high school together and everything. He was like, that nigga crazy as hell. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, what? He was like, no, like, he's crazy. And I was like, hmm. But now, and when I see his posts, and I just, and I just want to know, like, like, part of me wants to be like, yo, let's do lunch. Yeah, like, what happened I, to I, you? I you wanna wanna di- now you want to diagnose him and you haven't yes. been a psychiatrist. You want to know what happened to you in your life to bring you down the bitter path because you own it, honey. Maya, when I tell you, he... Because I was like, he hates women and then he got married and I was like, what? what I don't know what happened. I don't know who hurt him. Because that's what it boils down to. Somebody hurt him and he is bitter and it is not a good look at all it that's is how i felt about the guy coming at me on twitter you talking about i hate men because i want men to be men no you know it was the girl wrong sure but that's like if you see a chick outside chopping down a tree you ain't gonna help her if you see a chick outside carrying seven garbage bags and you standing right there, you ain't going to help her. We just talking about manly behavior. Are you talking about I hate men and what was men supposed to do? Be manly, you know, but not be bitter. But anyway, listen, let's just get into it because I found five things that just let you know that these ninjas is out here being bitter. Okay. okay. Now you tell me if your friend fits any of these things or any some bitter people you know in your life. Number one is being jaded. Being jaded means, you know, not caring when you just don't care about others at all, you know. You it's funny because I feel like being jaded is like you do care, but you act like you don't care. And it's really because you're hurt. So now because you're hurt, you're jaded. So being jaded is the first thing. Check. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know what jaded people do jaded people do the let me just play devil's advocate oh <laughs> what if <laughs> you know what i mean right. and it'd be some like far-fetched you know th- and i'm not saying that bad things don't happen yeah but they always are going to go to that thing you know what I mean and and never the other thing yeah so check that's number one yeah and I also think that being jaded people you know like they generalize they're never jaded at the people who hurt them they're just generalized they just generalize it like no women do that people that hurt you you know no Trina did that not right not women right right exactly uh number two being jealous being jealous, you know, and, and we all know what being jealous is. If you uh, want something that someone else has, 
you can be happy for them having it while still wanting it for yourself. You know, I mean, like I don't know what I don't know what else is on the list, but to me, the jealousy is doesn't present as regular jealousy. The je- when they're bitter, the jealousy presents as hate. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you could be in a, a loving relationship with somebody, and they'll be like just hating on a relationship like you ain't really in love mm-hmm. it ain't all that <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean because right. and, and you know jealousy really is what it is because that's what you wanted and the person who hurt you so bad killed it for you or something but so I guess it really is jealousy but that's what it presents like so some people may not recognize it as a jealousy mm-hmm. it, it usually presents as what we call today hate mm-hmm. you know Anything that resembles anything that they thought they wanted or had mm-hmm. and then came to the re- realization that that's not what they had. And you know what else? Sometimes they get it because bitter men still get women. Mm-hmm. All the because time. Women still want to be with men. You know, And they- I also think that they mask a lot of the things. Let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. I think that they... Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Ain't no way in the world you gonna tell me that this boy will marry somebody today and they not know that he's bitter. He ain't that much masking yes, in the world. Yeah, yes, it is. I do think that it is. I don't think that you're showing. First of all, if a person is doing the things that this boy is doing, putting up the post that he's putting up, like he might as well just put up a post that says, I hate you bitches, because that's the post. That's like kind of what he's yeah. out here saying in so many words. If a person puts up that type of post, I need to know the woman that is like, oh, I like him. Right. Mm. Well, he got you know one. He I got know, one. but that's because I feel like they mask the bitterness. No. I, yes. that's, I do. I mean, we could no. agree to disagree, but that's what no. I feel like. How How are you not, how are you not, you know, on social media with your significant other and see all that stuff that he's putting up? And how is that he might not? might have him blocked. I mean, he might have her blocked. She might think that that's only for social media. Or, or cute, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you but know. When you out here at the Little League games, at the Pee Wee football, T-ball, and all that, acting a whole fool same way, right. it's not masks. Right. <laughs> he may not be yelling at you, but just the fact that he's out here acting a plum fool is like, come on now. Come right. on. Right. Standards. I'm sorry. But go ahead. I'm, I'm just saying. Well, being jealous is number two. Number three is holding a grudge. But this is the thing, though. How you gonna hold a grudge against everybody but the person who did it to you? Because even if you're holding a grudge against the person who did it to you, you don't even mess with them. You don't talk to them. You don't see them, nothing. So everybody else suffers for what that person did. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I don't understand. That's like, true. I ain't do nothing to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even if you did, they keep a tally. They like they don't for they don't they don't forget. Or forgive, and then I'm and now listen. I'm not a forgiving person, you know. I'm not a forgiving person, and I and I will admit that I'm praying every day that um I'm delivered from that, but I'm not today. Uh, but I don't think that I'm bitter. But I, you know, people that are bitter, they hold they hold grudges. They don't. They never forget. They keep a tally of everything you did and can't wait mm-hmm. to throw it up in your face, like. But like you said, like we said, the other things, they generalize it. So like you said, it ain't Trina. You ain't forgave Trina, but you you want to bring it out on everybody. Now, right. now it's like, hey, how you doing, Sam? And he like, hmm, how you doing? I ain't forget the time that you and you like, yo, bring yeah. it back, brother. I didn't. That ain't me. Yeah. <laughs> That's not me. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, holding a grudge. Well, wait, I just want to say something about something you just said, because. I am a forgiving person and I'm a forgiving, I I know I'm a forgiving person and I really don't have a problem with that. But now that you mentioned it, one of the things that I am not capable of doing is doing the tallies, which is Mm. probably why I'm so forgiving because I forget stuff. Mm. Oh, you know, like until something reminds me of it, you know what I mean? So if you do, even if the same person does something to me, if I've already forgiven them for something, it doesn't automatically come up that, oh, and remember you did that too. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't come up for me like that. Good thing I got you because you don't forget nothing. And you be like, not oh, it ain't not nothing. <laughs> you be like, and you oh, know what? It same person that did such and such. Yes, such. and that's like, what I was going to say. And it irks me. And it irks me that you don't remember, you know, because it be significant things. And I'm thinking like, <laughs> oh, you steady just talking to this person after they just did this, that, and the third, huh? <laughs> Oh, did you forget when they stole your money? Did you forget when they effed your man? Did you forget when they came across you in the damn super low line? Did you forget when they knocked on your door and then you ain't answering they busted in your house? Did you forget when they tried to bust you up your head? Uh, okay. I, I didn't forget. I didn't forget that. And oh no, God. I don't think that I'm bitter, but I ain't gonna forget <laughs> certain things. Wait a minute. And what's really sad about that is like all those things really happen. You are not coming up with like exaggerated stories. Right. That's why. I'm, that's why I'm bringing. All those that's why I'm really happen. And I do still speak to all those people. Like, oh my oh, gosh, crazy, ridiculous. To me, crazy. Which is freaking ridiculous. And then you be looking at me when I don't want to speak to them. Like, well, Maya, no, well, Maya, my ass. Right. <laughs> Cause at the end of the day, somebody got to be around here. Somebody got to be around here angry, and I let that be me for well, certain for one things. Of, like well, that. one of the people, like you, are not the only one. So I just like can never. I really don't. You know, I speak to her, but I really don't be around her like that. But you are not the only one that feels that way. So I never, like, I can ever, never, never, never invite her to things and stuff like that. And when she better shows not. up, I just be like, oh my gosh, what is she doing here? Yeah, um, better not. You know, <laughs> so yeah, that's funny. But okay, go ahead. What's the I okay. think number four? Number four is they act out in attention seeking ways. <gasps> he- uh, roll, bring in the social media. Exactly. Because I mean, this gives them a center stage, don't it? Yes. You know, <laughs> bring in the post that you are saying that, you know, bitches ain't shit. That bring in that post. And you do it because you want to get a rise out of people. You mm-hmm. do it because you want to get a reaction out of people. Because mm-hmm. it's just like that person that sits in a corner and they always sulking. And then you're like, what's wrong? You know, it's mm-hmm. nothing really wrong. They just want the attention. And then so these people, instead of wanting the attention, they, they act out. You know, mm-hmm. they act out. They act the palm monkey fool, like you say, um, so that they can get attention that way. And your friend continues to show those behaviors. Or even like the guy who came to me on Twitter, you know, when all of his stuff was like nigga this and nigga that. It was like, yo, that's what you got out of that response? Like, right. I said what I said and you got all, and then you just got that angry that you acted out in that way that you started calling me a bunch of M words. Like what are we doing? my man? Forgiving me. I was thinking that maybe he was replying to the wrong person. Mm-mm, he wasn't. I, I know that's what you say, but he knew exactly what he was doing. And the thing is, is because like I told you, I follow this person. So I see his reactions with other people and they mm-hmm. go back and forth. And so, you know, like I'm nosy. So when I see something and I see him going back and forth, I go back and back and back. And so I got to read it from the beginning and see, and these women be going back and forth with him. And I'm like, let's cut this. Cause I'm, you know, I'm old. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't just social media beef. I ain't going to go back and forth with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, who mm-hmm. are you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not going to give you that much. Just I'll block you. I'll say what I say and then I'll block you. But yeah, so that's the attention seeking ways. And then, you know, I'm I'm sure he was very upset that he couldn't get it out of me. But you can right. get the attention that you want. You just ain't going to get it on social media. Now, you live near me. We could, I could see you. You right. can get all the attention you want. You can act out all the ways that you want to act out. Your bitter ass will be uh, singing a bitter ass new tune. Right. But anyway, you know, someone that's bitter, they like to create the melodramatic, you know, uh, they like to create stories and all kinds of things that show you or that tries to make it to their point, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, even if you do all of that, you're still bitter at the end of the day. So this, this boy, he needs counseling because we got one more thing left and he didn't show all of the signs. And I'm sure that the last thing he's going to show the sign of that too. The last thing is focusing only on the negative. Check, 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 and check. Yes. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, ain't nothing ever good going on in your day. Nothing. You can't ever have nothing good. Like, and with all the other things you do in life, you're um, a husband, I don't know how, a father, you know, an employee, uh, a member at the gym, uh, a team player, 
you are all of these other things and nothing good happens in your day ever. Mm-hmm. We won the game. We beat the Pirates. Yeah, but you like, we could have beat them by seven instead of six. You know, it's like, and you think about it. When you focus on negativity, it's limiting you, you know, to a tiny set of just like little experiences that otherwise could be good experiences, but you so focused on the negative. Your life could be so full but you just so focused on the negative. And, and I had to even think about that for myself, you know, stop focusing on the negative. Cause like I said, I have some pessimistic ways. So, you know, but I, but when I was reading this article, I felt like shit, pessimistic ways is a lot different than being bitter. Cause the way that they was making this seem, I was like, nah, that ain't me. I mean, I am positive about some damn things. I'm happy when I get a package in the mail. I'm happy when I see my family, mm. you know, I'm happy that we won. I don't give a shit how we, much we right. won by. Cause <laughs> let me tell you something, you know, I'm a winner. So I, I don't care how we won, how much we won by, we won. And and that's what you could throw up in somebody's face. Not like, oh, I beat you by 27. Uh-uh, I beat you. Right. Only right. beat by a half a negative. I don't care. And I won. I, I won. Exactly. Well, it's a W and L and I got the W. <laughs> you know, you just making it with that last spade book. But at that's the end okay. of the day, I we won. It. And that's all that matters. You know, so I feel like bitter people... Those are just the things. And let me go over again. One, being jaded. Two, being jealous. Three, holding grudge. Holding a grudge. Four, acting out in attention-seeking ways. And five, focusing only on the negative. If any of those signs are you, get help, you know. You know what? But what does Yala say? Beloved. You got to do the work. Do the work. <laughs> do the work. Mm-hmm. You got to put it all on the table. Right. You got to put it all on the table. You got to, you know, it's the truth. Mm-hmm. You got to state the truth in order to hear the truth. <laughs> Just do the work. Something. Do the work. And for men, because this specifically is to men. Like, we know everybody is bitter. We know everybody has their bitter moments, meaning men and women, you know. Um, but it's specifically to men that we're speaking to today, you know, stop being bitter and figure out why it is that you're bitter. Because when it comes off, you know, like we say so many times, be leaders, you know, specifically for black men, because I don't date other men, I date black men. Specifically for black men, you know, find out why it is that you're bitter. So many things happen in the world that can bring you to that place. You know, all of the things, like we talked about Jesse Smollett getting charged with 16 felonies. You know, all of the things, when you walk out your door, just being a black man, the fear, you know, R. Kelly hopping around, flapping his arms and people being fearful that he was going to do something to Gail King. All of those things, you know, can make you bitter. But when it comes down to specifics like dating, Find out what is causing that and get to the root. And that one woman that hurts you, like, it's just one. It's a plethora of us out there. You can find out what's going on with that one, make some changes so that you won't be a bitter man. Please. Sheesh. So I guess that sums it up, huh? It it does sum it up. You know, stop with the social media bitterness and stop with the in-person bitterness too, but stop with the social media because I could see it right. and I don't like it. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and with that, we're going to go ahead and get on out of here for the week. We hope that you enjoyed this week's episode. Uh, remember that we drop an all new episode each and every Monday. Always remember that you can follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at We Did That Shit. Follow me on my personal Twitter, it's MyMy13, that's M-Y-M-Y-1-3. And I'm at the Biamina, that's B-I-B-B-I-A-M-I-N-A. Remember that you can listen to us anywhere where you can listen to your free podcast. We are on iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, Anchor, Spotify, uh, and Stitcher. So yeah, catch us. We'll be here same time next week. Remember, be great this week. Do that shit. I love you, Maya. Love you too.